it under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. I'm your host, Dan Slater. AJ is here with me. AJ, what's going on? I'm your co-host, AJ. Co-host, AJ, sorry. Thanks for having me again, Dan. (laughs) Thanks for hosting. In the background, you'll hear uh, AJ's fiance just jamming out in the background. So a little background music for us today. Might be some background music. Getting the house ready for a party tomorrow. For sure. Uh... So let's just kick. We got a lot to get into. We, I mean, we've recorded what six days ago. We yeah, that's th- Thursday, right? Oh, so eight days, but still, we got a lot. Today's Friday. We got a lot to cover, but let's kick it off with uh, state of the game as always. Did you play last week? I played Glacier Club. My nemesis is a course. The, ne- the course that we hate. Yeah, that fucking tree. I mean, actually, I really do like that course. The more I play it, it's very, it's fun. It's challenging. After you get, if you could skip the first hole. Yeah, first hole wasn't good. I uh, went OB yeah. into the water right away. I think I took an 8 on the first hole. It's a par 5, so Solid. could have been worse. Shot a 99 with 7 pars, so you figured that out. Kept it under 100, though. I like that. Wow, uh, I think I had 3 eights and 2 7s. We went out to Greystone last week. I wish I'd went with you instead of... It was a good time. The greens still aren't back to where they were, like probably like two years ago. Whenever we had that really bad winter, I don't think their greens have like ever recovered. There was divots everywhere. It's a combination of people not repairing their divots, and their greens just haven't been back to like Shores greens are better than theirs. Sure, I mean Shores greens are probably the best greens in Southeast Michigan. Yeah, I mean let's like, go out to like Shepherd's Hollow or Northville Hills. Yeah, but that's, or, I wouldn't yeah. even call that. That's further yeah. west. So we, uh, we played, and I was one under through 12, and I already had two penalty strokes. I had two more penalty strokes and made, like, two doubles, and then I made a triple on 18 to shoot, like, 78, 79 or something. So you were one under with two penalty strokes? Yeah, I had, like, three birdies. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. But I think in the end, if I'm going to shoot like 6-7 over, I'd rather make like, you know, make a birdie, make 6-7 bogeys and the rest pars than have three birdies and two doubles, and especially closing it out with a triple. Not, not, what, you, not what you want to do. I uh, hit a perfect tee shot too, right in the middle of the fairway, like 130 yards out. Picked the wrong club with, the, with that downhill approach. Yeah. Hit it off, hit it off the rocks it one hopped off the rocks again and then stayed in the rocks keep in mind that this is right after i was playing with yacht yacht hit the rocks his bounced forward onto the green <laughs> so my so i then i went down i saw it and it was on like some straw do you think you get a club on it it was on straw in between rocks <laughs> so i tried to play it but there was weeds in my backswing and i said screw it and flubbed it right into the rocks again and had to take a penalty did you guys play any type of uh, like match play or? Sh- we did a couple ball? of matches. Uh, Rock played with us and his buddy, and we did like carts, drivers, opposites, okay. kind of thing. Yeah, we did a little best ball, two man yeah. best ball. It was a good time. I got Plumbrook on the on the docket for tomorrow, so. Got Still to keep never off Plumbrook. Really? I think I've told this story before. I went once just to, like show it up because I don't take single tee times. Yeah. I'm like oh, we can get you on. It's like perfect. Like, really want to golf today. Okay. Go to pay, like, oh, we don't take Amex. Like, oh, yeah, that's true, they don't. I'm like, oh, 
like Discover, like, no, we don't take Discover. I'm like, that's the only two credit cards I have. <laughs> so I just went to Shores. So you have to play Chrome. It's pretty Chrome. comparable. Because they're smaller, Shores, like I think. smaller greens. They're smaller greens, but they roll. They roll good. It's It can be challenging. I mean, it's not nothing special about it, but their greens are usually in good shape. I gotta st- stay and uh, keep my game in shape. I got the Mitten Tour Championship coming up at the end of the month We're at, at Fieldstone. It's Ooh. thirty. Uh, I'm, I'm, I got an interview lined up with the guy who started it and runs it, but uh, I need to play 30, Fieldstone again. It's thirty-six holes, eighteen holes, uh, modified alternate shot where you both hit a tee shot, and then you just do alternate shot from there once yeah. you pick a tee shot, and then eighteen hole two man scramble. That sounds like fun. Yeah, so that'll be sweet. Fieldstone anyway. is great course. I played terrible, and that's where I broke my three wood earlier. It's not year. easy. That's a hard course. Oh, it has a little bit hard. of everything. It's got some tight tee shots. Most, a lot of the approach shots are difficult. Like all the greens are well protected, whether it's raised, yeah, protected by bunkers or just a side that you can't miss on. I thought I was gonna have myself a day there too. We feed off an eighteen because there's a shotgun start. Parred that short par four. I'm like, oh, this. Doesn't have no bad. problems. Hammered. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about us. Let's get into uh, this past week and kind of the pro game. So, the regular season concluded with the uh, the tour championship, and it went kind of how we would have expected. Like, oh, you mean the guy with the huge lead one? Yeah. So, like, if you just walk random golf fan on the street and said, "All right, we're going to start this tournament. We're going to give Cantley a two shot lead. What's going to happen?" Uh, Cantley will probably finish first, and Rom will probably finish second. Yeah. So that's right about how it went. John Rom ended up winning. There's two different Player of the Year awards. One of them's like from the PGA of America, and I think the other one is actually from the PGA Tour. But Rom won one of them. Um, and I think what it came down to was the major records. Yeah. So in majors this year, Rom was T5, T8, won the U.S. Open, and T3. Cantley missed two cuts. Cantley missed cut, T23, T15, missed cut. And then, you know, just like any other sport, though, this is why I kind of like the format. Cantley, just like any other sport, got hot at the right time, won back-to-back events, won the FedEx Cup. I, I agree and disagree. I feel like... I've been thinking about this because I mean, he missed two major cuts. He missed, I think, three other cuts. Uh, with but what the, are you talking about? The FedEx Cup? Or are you talking about Player of the Year? FedEx Cup is yeah. my con- issues. I feel like the, the 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 three tournaments leading up to the PGA Championship are weighted too heavily. Because like if you win that, if you win like that second one, the Tour Championship, the Tour Championship, yeah. yeah. Sorry, the Tour Championship. If yeah. you win like that tournament leading up to it. You're basically guaranteed like a the, top three spot. Yeah, the, if you win the BMW. But that's just like it's if you win in the second round of the playoffs, you're into the final four in the NFL. And yeah, except but you're you're not getting a seven seven point lead. Yeah, but there's also thirty people in it. You can't just take every round and say people are back to an even playing field every week. No, I, I don't I don't agree. I do agree with that. I'm just saying it's I just the end of the year is weighted too heavy. Like winning it, the BMW or winning the is. Northern Trust is weighted too heavy compared to what you did before. It is, but it's hard to find that middle ground because it you go back the other way, it'll be like how it used to, where like VJ and Tiger didn't even have to play in the tour championship because they already won the FedEx Cup. And maybe that's how like, in fairness, maybe that's how it should be. Like, if 
Tiger won five times throughout the year, but didn't win the Tour Championship. He doesn't win the FedEx Cup. Overall, that's probably not right. Yeah. But for TV and sponsors and what the PGA Tour has to do, they they can't do it that way because you can't have tournaments that don't matter. No, I agree. I just, I think they need to fix the weighted points that you get because basically aren't the points like double if you win the Northern Trust. It's and like four, the BMW. It's like four times what. Yeah, that's yeah. You can make too big of a jump. I agree. They they can probably find a middle ground somewhere. Um. But you know, Cantley was—he's playing the best golf, and I think he's going to be. Been, no, I mean, we'll, he we'll, deserves it. He's yeah. been playing his ass off. We'll we'll get into the Ryder Cup after this, but uh, just a couple side notes, really. So Rom led the tour in scoring average, top tens, money, birdie average, strokes gained, world ranking, and ended up finishing second in the FedEx Cup. So I think that's the kind of stuff that yeah. lends to your point of. The end of the year. People are going to think like a, a Rom fan podcast because we talk about this guy all the time. He's just playing the best. I don't even particularly like him. I think he's a baby when he's like he's one of those guys that when it's going good, it's 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 great yeah. and he makes it look easy. But when he's got to grind it out, the problem is he's just playing too good right now. So you don't see any of that. He also looks like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> he kind of does, like a foot for a head. Yeah. <laughs> um, couple uh, couple side notes though. Uh, and overall on the FedEx Cup, fifth straight top ten in the standings for JT. Just That's... a lot of lot of good golf. Uh, gross scoring. So if you ignore the staggered finish, mm-hmm. gross scoring for Xander Shoffley in the Tour Championship the last five years. Twenty seventeen he was first. Twenty eighteen he was T seven. Twenty nineteen he was second. Twenty twenty he was first. Twenty twenty one he was third. So what you're saying is one of the best golfers in that tournament hasn't won it? He hasn't won it, and it's kind of... I mean, Xander Schauffele is good on a lot of courses, but I think Eastlake is just primed for him. I just like that Kevin Na had himself a weekend. He did. I think he that got him into kind of into the Ryder Cup discussion, at least. I don't think he was ever really going to get picked at a course like they're playing with Wilthing Straits, but we can get into that after, but... You got anything else on the Tour Championship before we get to the highlight for me last weekend? No, because I'm be honest, I only watched like the last round. I didn't that's, watch a ton of it. There wasn't anything. It's exactly what I was going to say because neither of us watched very much of the Tour Championship because there oh, were better well, things yeah. on TV. The better thing was on TV. The Solheim the Cup. The Solheim Cup. So for anybody that doesn't know, that is the ladies' version, the LPGA version of the Ryder Cup, and it was phenomenal. It was lit. It was great TV all weekend. Um, it was like the. The, the Monday viewing experience of USA craw, craw, uh, calling their way back into it and having a chance with the final six singles matches out there yeah. was so it's, awesome. I mean, so it's 12 on 12, just like the Ryder Cup. The format is exactly the same. There's four matches in, four, in the first four sessions. You get two rounds of foursomes, which is alternate shot, and then you have two rounds of four ball, which is, you know, normal two-person four-ball matches, and then you have 12-on-12 singles to end it, just like the Ryder Cup. So the U.S. had a horrible first round. They were uh, down three-and-a-half to one-and-a-half, or three-and-a-half to a half at the after the opening session, and then they essentially outplayed the Euros by a point the rest of the way. 
So yeah. the Euros ended up winning 15-13. Uh, closing it out with one of the last two or three matches on the course. They ended up going 6-6 six and six in singles. The U.S. women would have had to have won 7.5 points out of the... Yeah, they needed 14.5 yeah. to win. Or to, to take the cup. Right, so they needed to flip you know, a couple of those matches. Crazy stat I saw from Dylan Deethier on Twitter... So 28 matches total in the Solheim Cup, 16 of them went to 18. That's that's insane. A ton. So think, like, I know you can shit on the U.S. team all you want. Like, they were the higher-ranked team. They were fa- big favorites coming in. But that many matches going to 18, and uh, I'm trying to think what day it was that I was watching, but I think they lost 18 in, like, four of the matches that I saw go to 18. So it's like you flip... You know, just a couple of those. That's all it takes. They lost by two points. Yeah, like, that's two matches that flip, and you're right there. Well, was, I mean, it was super exciting. The the Ernst and Quartz uh, Madsen and the Salas Castron matches were yeah. the ones that you had to, you had to be watching because that yeah. was kind of the the tide turner. And the Brittany Brittany Altamare match was good too. She was dropping bombs from everywhere. Yeah, oh, she was. Yeah, she was. Kill- I mean. That the, the from Ernst to to Kang, they were those four matches were awesome to watch because this I mean, Delexi Thompson Northwest were kinda of going back and forth and Lexi Thompson can bomb the ball. Yeah. Ball speed of like one sixty on some of her drives. I is think insane. I think they've played in singles before and tied. I like she has a crazy amount of halves in her matches in the history of the Solheim Cup. And then the other like the the other two early ones just Europe put the boots to us and then you know the quarters took care of business but yeah the, the solid the solace match was was great she had solace had a couple putts that she just barely missed that could have won her that match and kept us alive eerily similar to how i found my, found myself feeling in like every Ryder cup where it's like god why do i feel like the europeans make every putt and the u.s make none like why do i always feel like that it's the thing that is weighs heavier in your head when we miss. It does, but it's so stupid because, <laughs> because you know, people are all always all over the U.S. team. Like, oh, they don't care, and they just flat out, they're not as good of a team. They don't, you know, they don't play as well in these team events. They're more individualistic, and that's fine. But you look at so many of these matches going to 18, and it it's just a couple putts here and there. I want more team events oh, yeah, after the, watching that. Yeah, the team events, they're, they're the best. And also, shout out to uh, to Kang, who Danielle Kang, who came down from three up and almost came back to to have and win that match, even though it didn't matter. She was like all point. square at the turn. Yeah, and then, and then was she three went down with three down with five to go. five go, and then she brought it back to one. Yeah, and couldn't. And think her, her caddy was her opponent's boyfriend. Excuse me, what? Yeah, Emily uh, something Pedersen. Yeah, Pedersen, her boyfriend. Is Daniel Kang's caddy? So imagine. So did, they, did Pedersen meet him because of Kang? I don't. Did... I don't know that. I just. I heard. I saw that on Sunday. Imagine being in that position, though. That's interesting. Like it's a lose lose for him. I think at that point you just gotta like start giving secrets to Kang about like. What, yeah, I don't, to, I don't. I don't know. know mental warfare. Lose lose for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to the just the, you know our. Close relatives, uh, city of Toledo. 
Yeah, if I had known the, the Solheim Cup was there earlier, I may have would have gone. The course looked awesome. Inverness looked prime. I mean, the crowd like, was... I just love, like, every tee shot, they're just, like, yeah. scream. Like, I want everyone yelling. They had 100... It was a record for the Solheim Cup. They had 130,000 people there over the course of the weekend. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, the course looked great. The It was almost kind of, like, U.S. Open-esque. Like, you could be a foot off the fairway and... Oh. Had to hit a really good shot. There I, some, I love the slopes on the greens. Like there were so many shots where there's girls hitting hybrids into these greens, and it rolls for forty yards, yeah. and somehow they nestle it up right next to the cup. It was, I mean, it was just so much fun. Like we were talking about earlier, hole sixteen was great to watch. That short yeah, that, part four, and they shortened it up for singles too. It wasn't it drivable was, the whole week, but no, they were just letting it go. I don't remember what hole it was, but one of the holes, the U.S. team kept hitting it. To the hole on the left for a better angle. It was a shorter, shorter par four where the in the driver air in the driver landing zone, the tee box really tightened up mm-hmm. to like less than ten yards at one point, and it was a downhill, and there was a bunker on the left. But the fairway was tree lined on the left, oh. and like Lexi kept hitting it yes, over the okay. trees. That was uh, I think it was seventeen. It was one of the last two holes. Four, I don't think I think it was like 15, 14 or fifteen because it was before the drive of one. Are you I'm sure? Pretty, I'm I think it was just sure. after. I feel like it was it just after. Been. Either Cause way, that was a cool yeah, hole. Cause, yeah, because I, I remember watching like, why is Lexi trying to cut like? You know what? It might have been trees. seventeen because it was 17. wasn't that the long putt that Lexi made to end yeah. the match on set on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was in seventeen because she was going over those trees to the left basically, right. and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, are they? She trying to cut the corner to drive the green. And it gave them like an extra like 50, 60 yards going yeah. that way. And it was a better the the greens longer coming in from that way. Um, but yeah, it was it was enjoyable. I mean, obviously, hats off to the European team. MVP uh, rookie Leona McGuire. Oh, first, she first dominated, and she she won every she match was, she was in. She was four zero and one. She was a rookie, and she was the only player on either team to play all five matches. Yeah, she, and she was, was the awesome. first ever representative. In the Solheim Cup from Ireland. She put the boots to Capocho. Yeah. Capocho. 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 That's what I'm Sorry to yeah. butcher that. Capocho was probably the U.S. MVP going into that match, too. And, yeah. And I think McGuire. she made four birdies in the first, like, seven holes. It was. One, I think the alt. What match was it? Yeah, McGuire had I was at four the, birdies for seven I was at holes. the airport about to leave. I was traveling for work, and uh, they... I was watching this one hole at the airport, and they halved that par five second hole with eagles. It wasn't her. It was uh, pretty sure it was the Altamare match, but I'm not positive. But either way, it was it was a great watching, and it, it, if, if nothing else, it fires me up even more for the Ryder Cup. Yeah, it was weird looking. If you look at like the top 30 female golfers, there's only like two Europeans in it. Well, listening to a couple other uh, golf podcasts, the one guy on... Uh, Annoying up has been all over this for years, but but like they need to do a like a President's Cup style. With well, he's Asia. thinking like no no no. So in he's thinking like in the next like ten years, they're actually going to transform the President's Cup into a mixed event. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. I don't think they can do both. Like they can't do the Ryder Cup, the Solheim Cup, and a mixed event. It's got to be an off year event. Yeah, but the President's Cup would be perfect because then you have the the Asian representation on the women's side which is like clearly the yeah, best head and shoulders yeah. above right. just about everyone else right so that's i think that's a good segue let's get into the Ryder cup so we know 
who the team is now, right? Yep. So he announced his captain's picks on Wednesday. Uh, you got Finau, Spieth, Xander, Harris English, and then it was really the two wild cards that we had talked about last yeah. week, Scotty Scheffler and Daniel Berger. And then there's the whole um, Patrick Reed Twitter gate now, how he's like liking a bunch of tweets that are talking shit about... Um, <laughs> It's got to be his wife in charge of his What's Twitter, his name? right? Steve Stri- about Steve Stricker, the captain, saying yeah. how he's a coward and stuff for not picking him. But the problem is, is I think Reed's screwing himself because if Kepka can't play, I'm sure Reed was next on his list, but he's not going to pick him now. Correct. So that so that's my first question is, do you think they go right to... I don't know. He didn't really say who was next in consideration, but you got to figure we got who? We got Nah, we got Webb Simpson... And probably maybe Billy Horschel are probably the next three on the list. Who do you think he picks if Kepka can't go? I mean, we're assuming Reed just shot himself in the foot. He's out. I don't. We don't have to assume that, but I think he has. I think he's done. I mean, you have to choose Reed if he's an option. But if he if he's gone, Yago Webb Simpson, I think. Because Reed's not going to tell you no, and I don't think he's going to be completely forthright with like his health. So yeah, I'd. He didn't play golf. He didn't play golf for two weeks. He thought thought he was going to die. I mean, he wasn't particularly playing that well to come coming into well the last couple of it. He does, but so I got a couple stats that kind of back up why I don't think he should be on the team. Okay, hit me with them. So I kind of always feel like the U.S. usually just goes with experience over. Like, who the actual hottest players are. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why people were arguing, like, yeah, we want Kisner on the team. We want Na on the team. Want Phil. Like, in France, we want Phil on the team. But, none of the, one, none of those guys are playing well except for Na. But, the experience thing is another thing. Like, so Tiger and Phil have always been on the team. Like, even when, Phil, Phil, even when Phil wasn't playing well, he was going to get picked. But, this year, the U.S. average age, 29.4. The youngest U.S. Ryder Cup team ever. First to average under 30. And the average world ranking for the U.S. team, 8.92. Best ever for a U.S. team. The first to be under 10. Yeah, on, I mean, on paper, they should plow. Yeah. I mean, John Rahm can't do it all by himself, so... I mean, if this team doesn't win, you could, they got to revisit. Yeah, who name Because, like, this is... Like, you're, I think you actually picked, like the 12 best American golfers. Yes. Like, in form and course fit and everything. Like, I mean, and for the most part, they're, I would say the, the person who's playing the worst currently who's been picked is DJ. And he, 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 might, he might even be playing better than Morikawa right now. Yeah. Morikawa hasn't played good since the Olympics. But I think he'll be fine. As long as he's healthy, he'll be, he'll, I think he'll be fine. So, what... So we got a couple pairings that are not historic, but like a couple President's Cup and the 2019 Ryder Cup pairings that are kind of still possible. So Xander and Cantley played four matches together at the President's Cup. They did both four ball and alternate shot together. I would not be surprised at all if they run that back. They're extremely comfortable with each other, and they both play just incredibly consistent, just dangerous golf. And they've also both been playing amazing. Right. So yeah. does he keep them together? Or does he does he split them up? The other one is uh, at the last Ryder Cup, I think they played together three times, uh, JT and Spieth. 
I mean, I could definitely, there'd definitely be a pairing for at least probably two events. You would I would think. think so. I'm just curious. So one of the pairings that I had as a potential was uh, putting the Texas boys together, Scotty Scheffler and Speed. I think they would, wouldn't be a bad idea. I think they'd probably be better in the four ball. Both make a lot of birdies. It, it's the alternate shot that's always interesting to me with what they're going to do. So like, like who do you who do you put Morikawa with? That's Bryson. You think so? I mean, Morikawa is one of the best iron players and approach players. And you put them in an alternate shot together, they'd be sick. Yeah, I think the problem is I don't think they're going to play. I don't know if they play Bryson in the alternate shot. I mean, it, it would be a it wouldn't be the safest pick. But if they did, I think Morikawa would be a great option. Yeah, you I should. think I think you run Bryson out there in four ball though because he's going to make a ton of birdies. Yes. Run him out there with someone incredibly consistent like English or Shoffley. Um, or Shoffley, and like they're not going to have a bogey on the card. Correct. Um, yeah, because Bryson, I mean, especially as of late, Bryson's either like a birdie or bogey guy currently. But yeah. Which is kind of what you Ber- want. Burger, you can kind of pair with anyone. I remember watching him in the President's Cup that they played in. Not in Australia, the last one that was in Asia, I think. The one where they really routed him. It might have been at Liberty National, even. Either way, he was... He's just kind of one of those... Kind of like a grit guy. Just kind of grinds on every putt and, like... And he wants can, to like beat the shit. he can play with anyone, which That's is what I'm saying. good. I feel like... I feel like a lot of this... kind of the same way, I feel like too. a lot of this team... Like, outside of Bryson, I think you could put anyone with anyone and they'd probably be a good team. That and maybe Brooks, too. Yeah, assuming Brooks is on the team. Brooks, that's a good question. Brooks and Scheffler might be a good, good pairing. I could see that. Yeah, um, I take one of the outside of Brooks DeChambeau as a pairing, with just from like a them not liking each other standpoint. If we see a Bryce and Finau pairing, that's just probably a loss. <laughs> you think so? I don't. They they're too similar. Bryson and Finau. I don't know. I guess the one the pe- kind of fills in Bryson's second and third shot issues, where sometimes he can have be a little long. But I, I feel like if you're going to short game, yeah, I feel is, like. Are you talking alternate shot or four ball? Well, definitely an alternate shot. They'd be probably miserable together. I would not put them together in alternate shot. I, I don't even. I, four ball, they're too similar in that they're going to be the guys that will have lab birdies, but also will have bogeys in the cards. Which if they're both having that, that's when you can give up holes. Which you don't it, want to do. It, I'll be curious to see how that, what direction they go with alternate shot. So if it was me, I would sit guys like Bryson and Fino in alternate shot and let them just tear up the four ball mm-hmm. and go with like the crazy consistent guys in alternate shot. Guys like Xander, Cantley, Morikawa, Harris English, Berger, Scotty. So yeah, I, I think if there's one pairing that I really want to see, I want to see a Fino and DJ four ball. Could be some absolute missiles yeah. thrown out there. Both long off the tee, both good iron players, and it's really just about putting. Like if if one of them gets hot with the putter, it's done. Like who on the, Europe besides Rory and Rom is stepping on a tee against DJ and Fino and being like, "Yeah, we got a good chance in this match." Hovland, maybe. I think I feel Hovland like, and Fino are very similar. I feel like Hovland might be too dumb to be nervous too. Like I, I, don't I don't think he's dumb. He's just so he's he the sound, happiest also, guy in the world. Well, he sounds dumb and he looks dumb. He's so he just he's just smiley. He's the only one on that team that scares me besides Ron. What do you mean uh, Justin Rose potentially being on a team that doesn't oh, scare God. you? 
No. Or the the resurrection of like picking Ian Poulter and him just pulling out 2016 Ian Poulter and making every single putt. If Ian Poulter's on the team, they all have to wear visors. I hope they do. What's it? Rory said he's going to wear a hat at this one. Hopefully so they get whoever the right they size. are. Yeah, they, <laughs> they better get on the horn. Like, hey, yeah. this guy is the smallest head in the world. Did Might you see the? This mic. Did you see the uniforms? I did not. They're pretty sweet. I shouldn't say that. They're not pretty sweet. One of the shirts is pretty sweet. It's kind of bland. They're wearing navy pants every day. The middle day, they're wearing navy pinstripe pants. Pinstripe. Yeah. The um, I think all navy that day. Singles, they're wearing like kind of a red, white, and blue like color block. The shirt the first day is the one that I like. It's a navy shirt with like really thin, spread out red stripes. So, how about these? Uh, no, that's the wrong year, I think, that you're looking at there. Hmm. But either way, nah, the, Euro- the Europeans always look terrible, so we got that going for us. I, can ass- I already do not like the pinstripe pants. Let me see. They, they look like mob. They look like a bunch of El Capones running out there. Yeah, but they're wearing them with like that navy blue camo polo, which is kind of cool. I don't like the camo polos. I, w- I don't like it with pinstripe pants, that's for sure, but they should have wore like red pants or white pants with the camo. Or gray. I don't like that they don't vary from the red, white, and blue anymore. Like, I know people dog on me. Like, you remember the one year in uh, when Hunter Mayhem chunked the chip with that, that year? Mm-hmm. One, they wore all black with red hats for singles. And they wore purple sweater vests the one day. Which, you don't got to do it every day, but like... Give me some variety. One day with a variety, yeah. I, I would like. Like, they should just... What they should do, kind of like the... They should just one day emulate a look of like a golfer. So like, they have like a Tiger Woods day once a awesome. year. And then like, for shits and giggles, the next one, roll out like the Ricky Fowler orange and white, the creamsicle yeah. look. There's something like, they should do something like crazy like that. Yeah. As opposed to like you said, just the standard consistent red, white, red, white, and blue with mobster pants this year. The stuff's sweet though. So me and, uh, me and our buddy Ryan are playing in a, the Mitten Tour Championship. Like I said, it's the Sunday of the Ryder Cup. So we're thinking about Buying one of the polos and just rocking that. Oh, so that you day. and like six other guys are dressed the same? Probably? I hope so. I hope everyone's wearing that. I'll just wear a flag that day. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got any any other thoughts on the U.S. team before we get to the get to the good stuff? No, nothing. I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about this next week. Cause oh, we yeah. should know the European team. Yeah, we got about two weeks. I think we'll probably end up doing the preview either the week before or maybe that Thursday, the day before it starts. And if you're here in the that Saturday, the 25th, we yeah. can watch it here and do like a live pod with it. That'd be sweet. All right. Well, let's get to our new segment that we started last week. Time to lose some money. Win some money, baby. So why don't we start with, why don't you recap Last week's bets bets for us. Yeah. So. All I know is I believe our guest went 0-5. Uh, 1-5. Oh, shit. I one believe. Four. Or 1-4, four, yeah. I believe Eastern Michigan covered. Did they? No way. I'm double checking. But you went 1-2. and two, I did. And I went 2-3. and three. So I, my, my, bet, my favorite bet was Florida State, who came back. And if they would have listened to me and started Mackenzie Milton... I think there's they should a good have chance listened. they, they should have listened to everyone. Good chance they win that game. I feel like the guy in little big league should have started Wedman. Yeah, yeah, always should. Have. Yeah, he always beats everybody. That's why he's four and eleven or something like that. <laughs> Love that movie, Little Big League. Um, and then Oregon. I went to the well. Oregon screwed me. 
They were up 14-0. I think they scored 21 points in the first half. Oh, wait. He may have been 0-5. Got shut out in the third quarter. And North Carolina just didn't have it. So yeah, I didn't Oregon, have North Carolina as a pick, but I ended up following you on that. I disliked my decision to do so. They just didn't. They, they looked like they hadn't played in front of fans in two years. That's what it looked like. Yeah, he went 0-5. Uh, he went 0-5, yeah. yeah. So I was 1-2, and two, and what'd you go? I went 2-3. and three. So I was completely wrong about Western Michigan's offense. Oh, yeah, that was plot time. Although the first like quarter, you're like, all right, maybe they're, they're looking good. And then Michigan's offense just explosive. I think they had three 75-yard touchdowns. That throw by J- after they brought J.J. McCarthy in, that was sick. Did not watch, but oh, okay. just, he, yeah. he, he rolled out to the right and launched one all the way across the field on the left side. It was like a 78-yard touchdown, and... The corner was like, what the shit? There's no way he's, he can make it. I think I was throw. listening to the radio during that. Yeah. And they were talking about how he did everything you didn't want to do. You wanted your quarterback to do on a throw. Throw to the right, throw left. Yeah. And, and just yeah. carried the defense. Um, okay, so. Bama Miami over should hit. Just want to say that. The what? The Bama Miami over should have hit. It was what, 57, like going think, into the fourth? Yeah. And yeah. That was a bad beat. Not bad beat, but. You expect to win that. You, it was one of those where you felt like you were on the right side of the bet, and it just it didn't work out. Yeah, no bueno. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's uh, let's get into some action this week. I want to start with a couple games that I just want to mention. So uh, let's do college first. I have a couple NFL picks. I don't know if you have NFL picks. I don't like NFL, so I'll listen to yours and okay. commentate. So the first game is, and you might even be on this one, but Western Kentucky plus 5.5 at Army. Um, so I guess we'll just get into it. I have the over in my mind for that one. Oh, okay. What's the number? 52. Two, it's a very weird stylistic matchup. Army scored a bunch of points last week, right? They dropped like a 40 spot. Okay. But weird stylistic matchup of Army, obviously, option team. Western Kentucky, still the same head coach that they've had for the past couple of years, but they brought in Houston Baptist. Yeah. Offensive court, or head coach, who's now the offensive coordinator at Western Kentucky. Yeah. And also brought their quarterback over. They throw the ball like 70 times a game. Yeah. And their defense isn't very good, so I'm assuming Army's just going to... I mean, the option and it, and always brings a couple broken runs for touchdowns. Challenges, but then you have... it's. It'll be weird to see a team that throws it 70 times against defense like Army. Yeah. Who doesn't practice... Correct. They practice against Army. Correct. Who throws the ball maybe seven times a game. Right. Um, so that'll be a fun game to watch, regardless of what happens. Yeah. Um... By the way, I, I know I went one and two on my pod picks. I went about four and eight in actual betted like bet games. So I, overall, it was not a good weekend. So feel free to fade my picks when I give them out. So uh, another interesting game. I don't know that I can bet the number because they didn't look very good last week. But I I stand by my statement to fade UConn. And Purdue is minus thirty four at UConn. I think Purdue's better than they played last week. I think UConn's UConn as bad. UConn sucks. UConn is as bad. But they just got rid of Edsel. Maybe they're like better now that that guy's gone. I don't know. It's it's just too big a number, and Purdue didn't do anything to show me that they can cover that number. Um, I was thinking about taking Oregon, but with them announcing that they're you know their defensive star is probably out. Thibodeau is, yeah. He's out, and then the fact that they're going across country and it's an early game, 
the travel thing is more worrisome. Yeah. I so think I'm, they, I'm staying off people them. saying that they don't like him because of last week's performance, I mean, that's probably a look-ahead game against Fresno, and Fresno probably. State's not that bad. Probably. But Ohio State's Ohio State, and if Stroud just continues He just has to be okay. <clears throat> with, with how good their offense is, he just has to be okay. Yeah, I, I have... I think the line's kind of perfect on that, at least. If it's at 13 if, and a half, I'm going to take Ohio State. It won't get there. There's no way it drops a point. I Yeah, I agree. I think it's only going to go up. But if it were there, I'd take it. 14 and a half, I don't know if I like it. It kind of feels like a, like a 35-21 or a 35-17 kind of game. It, yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's spot on. I think Ohio State wins by 14. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into the picks. You want me to go first? Why don't I do... Why don't I do my college picks first, then you can do college, and I'll go yeah. into NFL. So, I'll start out with, I don't know if I have a good reason. I'm sorry, the dog is downstairs now. Hey, buddy. Um, I don't think I have a good reason for this one, besides the fact that I hate Syracuse, and I feel like they always screw me on bets, and the fact that Rutgers looked pretty good last week. So, I'm going to take Rutgers minus one and a half at Syracuse. Minus one and a half would be great because I'm almost positive it's at it's at two and a half now. But I I agree. Yeah, it's at one and a half still. Nice. Okay. So I'm I'm on that one. I'm not on it, but I agree that the the next game in this is kind of I have a couple of these picks. It's kind of just stupid contrarian picks, but people love Texas because of their uh their performance last week, but. FCS team, right? No. Who they play last week? They played Louisiana Lafayette, who was ranked 23. Oh, sorry. And they beat Louisiana, the Everyone loved, State last what week. What I meant was everybody loved Louisiana Lafayette last week. I did. I did. Spread I still lines. think they played well enough to cover, but they just didn't. So. so I think the fact that people were surprised by how good Texas looked, that they're all over them this week and that line's moving. It was at 7 when I looked. If it gets to 7.5, Arkansas is going to be a pick. Arkansas, so you're taking Arkansas? If it gets to 7.5, I'm taking Arkansas. That game's at, what, 7 tomorrow night? I think so. And I think you'll get some more Texas bets to move it, so I think it'll get there. I feel like a lot more people are on Arkansas. Traveling into an SEC place, Arkansas looked... Not good. They looked good, and they looked good at the end of the game. I think they scored, like, 21 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Arkansas plus... So that's at plus seven, so I'm marking you for plus seven as, as your pick. No, I don't want that. If it's seven and a half, I'll take it. Okay, we can't, we're talking about if your it actual get, picks. If it doesn't get to seven and a half, then I don't want it. So okay. put that. I'm not put, putting that. So your pick right now is just rock. You have records only. Fine, fine. Pretty sure I saw it. So anyway, all right. Uh, my next pick is going to be Toledo, the Rockets. Against uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So he's not just fading Notre Dame right now. Well, Notre Dame looked good, good, like most of the game. Um, were comfortably ahead most of the game. Short week for them. They played on Sunday, and I feel like Toledo's defense can keep them in the game just enough to cover seventeen and a half. Okay, where are you getting your lines? I got plus seventeen. I'll take it at seventeen. Okay. That's fine. I so I think you're gonna by game time you're gonna get seventeen and a half because people are gonna bet Notre Dame. Yeah, it's kind of that number that can really entice you to like. All right, if I bet Notre Dame, at the very least I'm gonna push. 
right. what people are thinking. Exactly. I have no dog in that fight. I'll, I'll probably watch the game. I think the over is the play. I can see game. that. What's the number at? For that? Number's at 55. So good football number. I can see that. All right. My next pick, I got five plays, by the way, so I got two more. I think we're going against each other on this one, but and this is just full... I don't even know what you call this. I guess it's a contrarian pick, but I'm going against the public love of Iowa and people just being hesitant about Iowa State from last week. But last week, Iowa State basically ran like practice squad offense and just pulled it out late. I think they bring it. They're at home. And I think you're just getting a good number that if this was if it was game one, I feel like this number would pro- is probably seven. But, so I'm taking Iowa State at minus four. It's four and a half, by the way. I already bet it at four. So. All right, well, if you bet it at four, you get it at four. No. I have Iowa at four and a half. Here's why. Okay. I'm pretty sure seven of the last eight times Iowa State has won, which they don't win often in this series. Yeah. Uh, they've been by five points or less. That's fair. And I think Iowa's... Iowa look good last Iowa, week. Iowa's one of those teams that... Especially in this rivalry, it's it's always a close game. Outside the one odd, like Iowa, Iowa will win by sometimes fourteen to twenty, but this game's always the under is always uh, under hits a lot in this game as well. But I'm not taking that. I'm just going to go with Iowa State. And yeah, then I think the totals. I mean, it's a low total at forty six and a half. It is, but it consistently goes under that number. Yeah. It's just one of those games. Uh, my last pick is the play I probably like the most, and it's with the public, so I don't, it makes makes me feel less good about it. But with uh, me. and we're both on it, which makes me feel even worse, even worse about it. But uh, Michigan, I'll take it at seven. That's fine as long as it's anything seven or better. I'm I'm gonna take Michigan. They're at home. Washington lost to Montana last week at home, traveling across country. Under the lights in the big house. Michigan looked pretty good. It scares me that Ronnie Bell is going to be out, but I think they looked good enough. The defense looked fast. They didn't miss tackles. I think Michigan just puts one on them, and I'll take Michigan. Yeah, I am also on Michigan minus seven, which I think is And you probably feel great about it. Uh, I don't feel great about it because there's a high possibility, given the regime that's there, that we just got fed wolf tickets, yeah, and they're gonna play like this dog shit. Like, so I don't see this or, being a or, close game. I think it's either a blowout for Michigan or Michigan plays like shit and they lose by ten. Okay, it's it's kind of where I'm at with it. But right. I I am going to take Michigan. Washington is frauds. The travel, you you can't really call last week a look ahead game because Michigan. It's not like Michigan was picked to win. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a yeah. night game, so a night game's always going to get a little bit, but, like, you were at home. It was the first game of the year, the first game with fans in two years. You got, you would think they had to have been up for it. So, anyway, so my picks are Arkansas, if it gets to 7.5, I'll take Rutgers at 1.5. Toledo at 17, hopefully, I think it'll get to 17.5. Iowa State at minus 4, and Michigan minus 7 or better. What do you got? So I'm on the opposite side of you in the Iowa game. Yep. So you Give got me Iowa, Iowa plus four, four and a half. Yep. At least I haven't bet it yet, and that's where it's at currently. So okay. 
I um, agreeance with you on Michigan. On Michigan. Yep. Which I think will be a fun game to watch, and they should blow them out. Yep. Um, game that starts in about an hour. Riding Coastal Carolina minus twenty five. Lines yeah. up to I think twenty six and a half or twenty seven now. I think it. I mean, it opened at like twenty eight and a half, then shot down. Now it's yep. working its way back up. So it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. I do like the Western Kentucky over. Okay. I think it's fifty two currently. Yep. yep. So seven touchdowns in the field goal. Give me it. And then give me App State. So I think it was at one point plus nine and a half. Now they're down to plus seven and a half. Still like it. I don't think Miami is any good. They played just uninspired against Alabama. It's hard to judge, though, against Alabama because Alabama's just... This is true, but I thought this Miami would show me more. You know, they're... That's fair. They don't blow my dress up. I like Appalachian State's run game. Chase Bryce, even though he lost 49 to nothing to Miami last year with Duke, doesn't really bother me. Experienced quarterback. He's not going to make big mistakes. Give me the... uh, Give me F State. And maybe a little sprinkle on that money line. Okay. Well, uh, one other game I was going to mention... Because I love when these numbers get this big. But Alabama at home against Mercer, plus 53 and a half. This has 52 to 3 like written all <laughs> over it. So I might jump on that game. It's not an official pick, but I'm going to be on that game one way or the other. So, I mean, the good news is Saban was upset with kind of Alabama, even though they won, which all he always is. He's a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if. They score 50 points in the first half. And then shut it down. Mercer puts one on the board. We look at 55-7. to seven. I Maybe. like it. All right. Um, since you're not on the NFL, I'm going to give out a couple picks for the NFL. Um, I, really, I still follow NFL. It's not like betting NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll have my some opinions on these. Yeah. So my first pick, I just think the line's not right. I don't think Atlanta's going to be very good. Um, so I'm just going to take Philly at three and a half. I would even take Philly. If the number was worse, I would just take Philly Moneyline, but I'm going to take Philly at the three and a half. So, my opinion, I do not trust Philly's offense whatsoever. I they don't. have an unproven quarterback, a shaky offensive line still, and really no receivers that anyone. Fonta Smith, baby. I, again, he's a rookie. This isn't really about Philly for me, and it scares me that they were talking about what uh, Darius Slay might not play. Yeah. But uh, this is more about me just not believing in Atlanta. The only thing with Atlanta, like, that offense is still going to be very good. I guess. We'll see. I mean, they got by without Julio Jones, but they have. Kyle, we're going to see what Kyle Pitts is. People are. Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature. He is, but they're talking about, like, 1,500 yards for a he, rookie tight end. I, I mean, he's basically a receiver. He, he's... But. He's re- he, of the of the rookies that are playing in that game tomorrow. Yeah. Pitts is going to have himself a day. Right. Well, I'm on Philly. Uh, my next pick is going to be a little teaser action. Whether it's uh, six or seven, I don't know. Depending on what book you guys are at, even if it's up to minus like one thirty for that, KC to even San Francisco to minus one and a half or better if you get seven points. That was at six. I think KC's actually at five and a half right now. Um. I don't like five and a half. If it was five and a half, I'd probably take the Browns. But Casey and San Francisco, I think, are both going to easily win those games. So sucker, so sucker bet. But I'm going with it. Casey and San Francisco. 
Uh, those marked down. We'll probably only keep the record amongst us for his college. That's fine. I think the uh, the winner takes or the loser takes the winner out to dinner as well. That's fine. Do. And then keep but I'm keep my track. NFL. Picks. I am. I have on here. And then uh, the other one, which is would be my NFL play of the week, if if you can get teasers, is Colts to plus nine, and the over in the Chargers Washington football team game down to thirty eight and a half. And then uh, solo solo play lean, I would lean Green Bay at three and a half. Those I, aren't actual picks, so you just kind of yeah. That's just a lean for Green Bay. It, uh, I don't trust Jameis Winston. I, it's going to go one of two ways: either Jameis Winston's going to throw four touchdowns and two picks, or, or two touchdowns and four picks, or they're going to try and run the ball and shorten the game, be conservative, and try and keep Rodgers off the field. I think either they, way, I think they let Winston eat. Either way, Green Bay covers. I think. I honestly, I think the Saints are we sneaky good with Winston. I think I don't know. We're still talking NFL futures. A little, a little sprinkle on the Winston MVP. Stop! Just stop. Let's see what those. Are. The I mean, guy has never shown the ability to not turn the ball over. He can't throw twenty five picks and win MVP. Okay, LASIK. He can see now. Oh my god. Anyway, so he's. I'm not going to do that. I would fade that for so much money. But you can't really fade no. MVP picks. But anyway, you got anything else? Before we get the hell out of here. No, I'm just ready to watch some college football, do some drinking, and... Hell yes. Alright, well, thanks for hosting. Plus um, 4,000, Jameis Winston. Not even worth it. That's not worth a dollar. No, just because it's the same odds as Christian McCaffrey, so... Yeah, that's not worth a dollar. Well, anyway, so to all the uh, college and NFL fans, feel free to fade our picks, and over the course of the season, you'll probably be up a ton of money. Um... <laughs> If you're getting out there golfing, practicing, keeping the game sharp for outings and next season, you know what to do. Keep it under 100. When you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links, when you take out a club and you about to hit a swing, what you gonna do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under 100. 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 We keep it under 100.